Andrew Pitkin on your KNEM KNMO City Beat program as we've got, again, the city of Nevada Mayor George Knox in here. And George, thanks again for coming on in. Oh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure. Yeah, no problem. And so we'll get into our favorite part of the month right here, the next 10 minutes, and talk a little bit about uh, the fence ordinance. There was We talked about it after the city council meeting last week that there was a woman who came in that had uh, some issues, had put up a fence. And, and so what exactly happened with that whole situation? Well, we had a great resolution to it, which is... Um, just again shows how competent and great our city manager is. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what happened from Tuesday night until Wednesday morning, but she was given a a building permit for her fence. I went by her house and and looked at the fence in question, and gosh, I mean, the fence looks great. You can hardly even see it the way the lot you know the lot is laid out so uh first i think it's it's proof that we do listen and we try to get things accomplished and in in favor of the the one who has the issue uh second and she just brought up a tremendous point that we really didn't know what we were doing when we passed the the fence ordinance and i can't remember if it was last year or the year before but you know everybody's uh you know, pointed out that we voted to have a, a maximum four-foot chain-link fence in the backyard, which makes absolutely no sense at all. So I'm not sure how how that happened. So we're going to revisit the ordinance itself and and uh, make it more friendly for our for our neighbors. So what does that revisiting look like? Is that something that you'll work directly with Mark Mitchell on, or is he kind of working with his team to bring something to you all? I think it's both. I think, uh, you know, as you heard at the last council meeting, all of us have an opinion, a fairly strong opinion about the way it we think it should be. And, and Mark's the one that puts the final touches on it and makes sure that we're not going down a, a road that we shouldn't go, because sometimes we do that. But uh, no, so I, I think it's a great cooperation between the council and the city manager. Absolutely. And so uh, looking as well at another ordinance that has been of interest or kind of an ordinance to be is trying to figure out how to take care of the trash that tends to be an issue over there by um, not to you know buzzword a couple businesses, but Walmart and the pilot out there. So is there any movement on how to take care of that issue? Well, you know, I, I think... And I understand why the council voted down the, uh, you know, the uh, solution that Mark had brought forward about the uh, surrounding structure, uh, you know, for a, the, a the enclosement, the, enclo- of, the enclosement for dumpster. the dumpster. Yeah, and you know, we were, some of us were thinking, well, gosh, why add another expense to the business owner when? The solution seems to be keeping the top closed on the on the dumpster, and and I understand that's not an easy thing, because most of the dumpsters now have a a, a lightweight plastic lid that can blow open and stuff can go all over the place. Um, you know, I've spent some time out in Walmart, and most of the trash I'm going to say 90% of the trash that I've seen. I don't want to question anybody's uh, what they what they've seen. But the dumpsters have uh, have been closed. Uh, I think, from what I've seen, at least over the last couple of weeks, that the trash is a minimum in the lot behind uh, Walmart. So I, I'm not saying we've solved the problem, but I think we all understand the problem. And we know a direction to go in. It's just now a matter of cost on how we come to a better conclusion. So are you saying at this point there might not be an ordinance that needs to be made because the city's already been a little bit proactive? I think Mark Mitchell mentioned that he sent out some letters to the he businesses. Did. Yes, he did. Yeah, and you know, gosh, let's just remember that, you know, for the most part, 
uh, you know, the wind plays a large part in those lids. And then, and, and, you know, some employees just may not be gun-ho about taking out the trash and forget to close the lid. I mean, there's a hundred different things that can can cause the problem. We just want to make it right um, for businesses, especially, you know, with the new Freddy's Custers coming in. They And they understand the problem. And, um, you know, that's another business right there in that area that, you know, will have dumpsters. So we just got to take a look at it and make sure we do what's right for the citizens. Speaking with the city of Nevada Mayor George Knox, and something that has been a recurring thing that we've talked about really for the last year at this point is expansion of businesses here in Nevada. And you mentioned Freddy's just then. And there's, at least from what I've heard, a few more that could be coming very soon as well. And so what does that mean for this city? Well, number one, I think it means growth. I think number two, it means that uh, we're not that city that uh, isn't growing anymore. And, And I have to you know, add a, a huge compliment to Ben Vickers because he's been such a tremendous asset to the county and the city in, in bringing new businesses. So, yeah, overall, there's probably, uh, that I know of, five new projects on the table, um, which has not been so in, in, in the last several years. So, you know, looking forward, um, you know, we'd like to, to do some more expansion out in the industrial park. We'd certainly like to... Uh, make sure that we could get some more businesses in the lots that we have on Austin. So I, I think we're headed in the right direction. And again, thanks to Ben and, uh, and all his hard work. So we're, we're, we're definitely going to get new stuff. The city council over the last month had a couple of work sessions to discuss kind of some vision casting and things like that amongst the city council members themselves. And so how did those go? I believe there were two sessions. There were two. We did have two. Uh, you know, and this was a uh, Dr. Gallagher's idea. She's she's a leadership professor at Cotty and uh, really really knows her stuff. And, and it was amazing when we did it the first time, the first session when Kendall came on. It, it's like you said, it was just a an opportunity for all of us to get to know each other, um, to know where where our heads are at and where we want to go in the future and things like that. And and it, we all pretty much aligned in what we thought ought to be done. Uh, we didn't do the last the step that we should have done last year, and that was some, to set some pretty uh, pretty lofty goals and then put them into play. This year, we've done that, uh, and, and I might add that uh, a tremendous asset to our city council has been Richard Brockman. I mean, his his knowledge is just incredible to do with the city codes and all the things that we're facing. Uh, he and I, uh, Richard and I, will be attending the planning commission commission meeting on June eighteenth. And we'll share our plan or our goals with the planning commission so that we can dovetail and make sure that we get those done. But I think they were two critical meetings that we needed to have. And I think it's uh, I think the results will make will pay off for us. What are a couple of those goals that you will present to the planning commission that are either close to to your heart or the council's heart? Well, they, they really do. Uh, half of them, at least, surround um the beautification, for the lack of a better word, of, of making our city look better. Um, you know, we've done, a, I think we've done a really, really good job on taking down some some homes that needed to come down. We're going to continue to work on that. Uh, a personal passion of mine is, is finding a place where we can put together um, tiny homes for veterans. And uh, that, so that's, that's on our list. We have a long list, but that I'm I have to pick out mine first, but it didn't get to be on the top of the list because Dr. Gallagher couldn't put it up there. So, 
<laughs> I got to blame her for something. <laughs> Well, what becomes as well, because you mentioned taking down some of those homes that are dilapidated, that have so many issues that, that need to come down. They're they're condemned and, and they're in bad shape. What happens after those come down? Is it is the land in city the city's possession and then somebody else has to come along and build or or what what exactly does that look like? Yeah, you know, and there's several answers to that question, but the easiest answer is if the city has to go in and take down the property. The city will put a lien on that property for for the cost of, of demolishing the house, um, which brings up another whole problem on, you know, whether the owner of the property ever sells it or if it just sits there in limbo. Uh, I think the council would like to go a step further and, and try to offer the land for sale with some kind of restrictions. Like, for example, if, they, if we gave them a, a city lot uh, that they could build a house— uh, and they had to build a house within two years, uh, you know, have it occupied, and then at some point the uh, the lien would be lifted after, uh, you know, after those steps. It it's not all ironed out, but it's a, at least a, a direction that we'd like to go on to make sure that we put homes back in these lots because we do have a housing shortage. And you've also had uh, your monthly coffee over at uh, Precision Coffee Company and and what have the conversations looked like there I know it's been a few weeks so and I, and I always have to go back and remind myself of our first one that popped up on my Facebook page that we started those two years ago and you know the very first conversation um, wasn't as negative as I expected but people did bring serious issues uh, to the coffee and, and want answers and it's evolved from bringing ideas and solutions to the problems that we have. And we've, we've increased, uh, I, I really believe, in large part because of Precision Coffee. We, we have a great space that we meet in. And, uh, you know, I think we're up around 30, 35 people, you know, on average. And uh, I think it's really made a difference. I mean, I've learned so much from the folks that attend the coffees, and, and I hope they've learned a little bit from me. Uh, but we've we've gone from kind of a complaining folks, which I understood totally, to a group that really is turning out to be like an advisory committee that uh, that provides really great information and solutions. So, an extension of the city council, hopefully. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, George. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate your time. Anything else you'd like to say as we wrap up? No, we just got a great city, and let's keep it going. Absolutely. Well, sounds great. Thank you. You're welcome. That's the Mayor George Knox of the City of Nevada right here on your KNEM KNMO City Beat program. I'm Andrew Pitkin. Thanks for listening.